back, hopefully. Um, the 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 retitled uh, technical difficulties podcast, aka best slash worst. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we're we're hopefully we'll see how this goes if we can make it make this into a podcast that actually has new episodes <laughs> that work. So cross your fingers, like Mason said, rub your uh, uh, rabbit's foot and see if this this can work this time. Uh, but oh, hope Kurt, everyone's we, doing okay. What's that? Yeah, I was going to tell you we did have an idea that we thought would be fun because that last episode we did was so so much fun about the cereal. But since you are absent in the entire thing, um, and we, we lost your track, never to be recovered, we were thinking we could listen to it back in the podcast, and then you can do your best to like <laughs> fill in the blanks, like director's commentary. <laughs> yes, like what you were thinking and what you must have said there, and then we could pause it and also revisit if we still agree. Like maybe some of us went and tried some of the things. Could be fun. Yeah. It would take like it would take like three and a half hours because the show was already pretty long. But I don't know. I think yeah, it would be yeah, good. I like extended it. commentary. Yeah, the later the bonus. Yeah. Is that that's confirmed? Yeah. This the serial episode was like three hours. I mean, because that the serial is. No, I'm just figuring if we like pause it. Oh, I see. Add our own commentary. Uh, then the pe- people have been clamoring commentary to the people long have been commentary. Cla- yeah, they've been clamoring for that, so I think we should probably probably do that. <laughs> right. I Nasty mean, they lot. want they want to know what goes on behind the scenes. How does this magic happen? It's, I mean, a lot of hard work. The least we could do uh, is give them a little insight. Sent up the man. Give the people what they want. Give the people <laughs> what they want. So, um, we uh, again, you have Joey. Mason, Sarah, mm-hmm. myself, Kurt, um, Justin is is off on a romantic getaway, I believe. Um, yes. So we are uh, just us four, and so this week we are talking about starter jobs. So we made it kind of general, just um, not necessarily first jobs, but kind of the the, the early jobs that you have when you're, um, you know, heck, even kind of a tween into a teenager. Um, you know, sometimes it's maybe, um, you know, those under the table jobs and some are your real, <laughs> your real official first jobs, according to the, to the U S government. Um, and, and just because I think there's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's definitely some ways to go there. So, um, that's what we're looking at this time. And I just wanted to say, uh, uh, a sincere, you're welcome to all of our fans who are, Maybe, you know, it's summertime and they're coming out. It's they're thinking about their first job. And I, I, I think that we can give them some guidance, like all of our young fans. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 we have a big teen pop, population that listens to this podcast. So, right. right. I really feel like we're, we're serving them. I mean, this is a kind of a our homage to to all our teens. This, this is a, almost a PSA on first jobs. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And they're, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're going to be starting what next couple of weeks here. Even now, I guess we're already into summer. Yeah. I mean, oh, people could be yeah. starting them up right and, now. And Kurt, you know, Kurt can t- teach them some lessons about getting a job, and then uh, before you even start, just changing it for a, a better job. <laughs> Especially it's always like a, it's when your friend recommends you for a job, I and then say- you're like, actually, I'm going to quit. I will. I will say this. This is something that's been on the, on my mind. Just just thinking about the topic today. Just kind of briefly thinking about it and what what I was going to talk about. And uh, there's been a definite paradigm shift in 
like, you know, people's first jobs generally are in like a customer service type of position where you're kind of placed in front of people for the first time in your life. I hear like drums in the background. Is that? Uh... Yeah, that's me. I was adjusting. Oh. Go for it. <laughs> and, and it's a customer service job. And, you know, the first hey, <laughs> the first thing you learn in a customer service job is that the customer is always right. It's drilled into you. Do not, you know, oh, you do your best to go out of your way for the customer. The customer, no matter how angry the customer is, you, you're supposed to, you know, be of service to them. I think there's been a shift away from that in, in these kind of entry level customer service jobs. To where oh yeah now it's less about customer service it's more about telling you where and where you can't go and touch and do what you can't do it's and, and it's it's a complete change in how we operate on a customer service level now you have people that are you know in these positions basically like you know they're authoritarian figures in in, in like a in in the store and and like you have to abide by their rules and it's creating kind of a a little bit of a I don't know, a little, little bit of conflicts. Uh, Which is unfortunate because at this day and age, like you need to encourage people to go into a store to buy things. Yeah. So yeah. if you're making an let unpleasant me, environment. <laughs> let me give you a quick example. So I, I went camping last week or a couple weeks ago and I went to REI to get, to get a few things, right? In REI, you think, you know, can we, can we just call out company names? I mean, we could lose some sponsorships yeah. here, but. REI, yeah. you think, you know, when I think but, REI, I think, you know, they have a certain expertise, they have a certain special specialty, uh, and and I think I think pretty good customer service. So I walk in, I'm looking for a real specific thing, and I called beforehand to make sure that they had it. Drove to REI, walked in, and I'm walking around, and I'm, you know, it's that, that awkward moment where I don't want to ask someone for help, but I want someone to come up to me, but <laughs> then it goes on a little too long, and then eventually I just have to ask someone for help. So this young man's walking by and he has an REI kind of shirt on. And I go, do you know where the you know cat poles are? And he turns to me, he goes, <laughs> you picked the wrong guy. I worked the cash register. Um, I don't know. <laughs> and I looked at him, I said, that is not helpful at all. And, and I'm like, I, furthermore, I'm not going to shop here anymore because of just that experience. Because I was so pissed off about it. It made me so mad. And that's kind of Joey, you have... No, go ahead. Can I play devil's advocate? I was just yeah. going to say. It sounds like that guy's kind of funny. It is, no, it is you funny. You sound like an old man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Joey turned into the old man that we're all going to be did. like, yeah. And then on my first shop, this guy yelled at I me. Like, you're I did, that but, guy. But I, I used to, I, I remember in, in in that kind of environment <laughs> that I would, if someone asked me a question, I would be like, I'd go out of my way to help that person. And yes, I do sound like an old man right now. But that kind of I will never crazy... bring my service back here again. I will I'm not. Yes, no, no, I didn't say that. Anymore. No, that, this is my internal thinking. This, this, oh, this is okay, never okay. said. No, I never oh, said okay. that. Okay. I, I, I thought I did you tell... said it. No, I did. I'm tell... writing an email. No, I did. I was... Did you ask to talk to his manager? Not at all. I just turned to him and in a very kind of non-confrontational, confrontational way, I said, "That is super unhelpful," and I and and just walked away. Mm. But I mean, right. like, like, come on. But anyway, I digress. Right. Did they have tent poles? Um, it turns out they didn't. So it was like fuel, fuel <laughs> on my fire. Like, oh, like, God. like they said they had it. I drove out there. I took half hour of my day to find. Oh, a tent they pole. did say they had it. I thought you like went to a store and were like, "Can you tell me where I find the such and such?" And no, they're no, like, no. "I don't know." Maybe and I didn't. Turns I didn't, out they I didn't don't articulate the story enough. I had called before I went. I said, oh, "Do you have this okay, specific twelve-inch tent pole or whatever?" Oh. 
they said yes. And I drove there. And then the first guy said, the guy told me, I don't, I don't do How that. How does REI and I have fucking temples? Yeah, like, hey, it's REI. like. You know who's amazing? Any Mountain, the best yeah. outdoor store on the planet. Nice. Do we even have, we don't have one near it's us sponsor. anymore, I think. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sponsored, by. <laughs> sponsored by Any Mountain. Don't shop at REI. Fuck REI. We did oh, make that so, previous story so, up, but it's okay. <laughs> one of my first, one of my first jobs was um, being a greeter at Brookstone, right? So Brookstone was a, it was a camp job. Oh, yeah. It was during the holidays. I mean, this is I had lots of jobs before that, but this is like a real, you know, my first job at the mall, and I'm a greeter. And and it's funny when I think about greeters back then. Greeters would be like, "Hey, how's it going? Welcome!" And you have to like pitch a product, like, "Do you know, you know, we have this new." Uh, Tempur-Pedic Swedish pillow, you know, that was developed by the space shuttle Columbia scientists. Now you can like, you know, now it's super soft and blah, blah, blah. Now those same greeters are telling you, you got to, you got to go here. You can't touch that. Put your mask, take your mask on, put your mask on. It's completely different. <laughs> this is like You've been yelled at by like a lot of retail people lately. Like, I oh, don't know. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, I've gotten more squirmishes. I wouldn't call them fights, but squirmishes over the last year with just people in retail establishments than ever in my life before. Because I cannot be told what to do. And when people tell me what to do, <laughs> I, have to, I have to say something. I, I don't like that it. Is- that is a well. That's a prototypical Joey. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's one and of your more, key tenants. Yeah. yeah. The more trivial it is, the worse. The worse yeah. it is. And, oh yeah. And yeah. especially if it's just if if the hypocrisy just slaps you in the face and you just yeah. think about how stupid it is. <laughs> yeah, I get I get angry. I get angry. But Zero, what was your very first job? Yeah. Oh, my, sorry. my oh, very the very first. I mean, well, very very first. Yeah, this probably, all the way back. All the way back to this, I used to, this probably doesn't count, but I would like to say that I was a self-made entrepreneur. When my mom would get like bouquets of flowers, I would let them dry out and then I would take the back of my dad's truck and turn it into a factory. And I would take our Kleenex and ribbon and my mom's perfume and I would crumble the flowers up and make potpourri little packets. I'd wrap the Kleenex and tie it. And I'd fill my wagon and go door to door and sell them for ten cents. That is wow! So, um, that is business plan being that I didn't purchase, I didn't purchase that is any the most of the feminine items. First job I've ever <laughs> heard of. It, I yeah. really thought about that. Like I was like, I didn't have to purchase anything, so there are no costs off the top. I just took everything from my house, right. you know. And then I don't know how much money I ever I made, think but you were I really charging loved enough, it. Frankly, I know, right? Yeah. Ten, ten cents is a steal. Was it yeah. ten cents? Yeah, and then I would, my mom would get like sweet honesty from Avon. I don't know if you guys remember Avon. It was like the Avon Avon lady. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they deliver your makeup. It was like the original multi level marketing, right? Yeah, and there'd be like a certain scent, and I was like, this is good. And I'd just spray (laughs) it in my little flowers. Yeah, yeah, so I was like door to door salesman. Very young, though. That was, I was really like seven. Which is kind of weird to think about a seven-year-old now walking around by themselves selling things door to door, but yeah, um, yeah. is it, is it weird? To is it weird? CPS. Is it weird? I, mean, it I feel like I feel like we've been jaded. I feel like I, I, this is a whole other topic, but is it weird for kids to be independent and walking around? Is it is the no. world more dangerous than it was before? No, no I actually don't. I don't think it is. No, but I but <laughs> I think from like. Most of the time, you're not yeah. going to see a seven-year-old walking around by themselves unattended. True. But no, I, is it actually more dangerous? Probably not. Uh, we were just more unaware before. I, I think, yeah. I think that's, 
now any single thing can happen anywhere and everyone hears about it. Everyone hears about, sees it. Yeah. We were less exploited before than we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Our fear is people. Yeah. People in my neighborhood freak out when Lincoln rides his bike around by himself. It's so important for them, I think, to have that like sense of independence and that, that knowing that I can take care of myself and be yeah, responsible. Exactly. I mean, I, I let my kids just kind of walk through their friend's house in the neighborhood and I just pray that they look both ways when they cross the street. And I just hope that they just do the right thing, but it's very, really important for their development just to get out there and be independent and get it. And, and yeah, I do the same thing. I, job. I leave them home for a weekend with there's food in the fridge, <laughs> and, you know, like yeah. I, I leave plenty of litter in the box. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Kids can We're learning. Yeah. Let do them. it. <laughs> You got a cell phone? Come on. <laughs> How about you, Mace? Kurt, what, what was your very first? Oh. What was my first job? Yeah. Oh, me? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Stepped on you. Um, <laughs> I think my first job was either, I can't remember which came first. It was either a paper route. So mm. I had a paper route. And I think it's oh. so strange. Paper routes awful. are a bizarre thing. Like, I, I was like 10. <laughs> and then they they don't really... I don't think it sinks in when you first get a paper out that you now have to wake up at 530 in the morning every day. Maybe the hardest job ever. Every day. No no days off, seven days a week. And then there's going to be this pile of papers on your front porch. And there goes my camera. And um, can you guys see me? No. 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 Great. Um, And you've got to like. Put it in a bag and walk around the neighborhood and throw out these things in the middle, like basically what feels like the middle of the night. And I think I think and, that, I think Mace, yeah. just to add on to that, what? the worst part of that job is that they not only make you do that, but they make you chase down your mo- own money. So you have that's to, what I was gonna say. Yeah. That's the oh, weirdest yeah, part. Huh? Like, you had to go knock on what they couldn't figure out how to send a bill to people. <laughs> so you have to once a month. You got to walk around to each person, knock on their door, and collect seven bucks for their their paper subscription. And if they don't answer, and then you don't get paid. And that's that's just like you're like, sorry, kid, that's that's how you collect your money. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I can't. Would you think about it? Like, how how did that business model work? I mean, and maybe that's part oh, of it's, the reason why it's, <laughs> newspapers it's, are no, having yeah. a hard time. Yeah. It's child exploitation. Like they know that you know kids kids making two fifty an hour, they're okay with that because they just never they can't get a job doing anything else. You're 12, 11 years right. old. So this is the best yeah. job you can get. And your yeah. and then your your competition is people who are trying to like use their car to deliver papers oh, and they have ten paper routes. And those people are crazy. I I yeah. wanted a paper route and I tried it. I, I thankfully instead of getting one, I actually just tried it. I was spent the night at my cousin's house and she was watching someone's house and part of the deal was she had to do their paper route for them. Mm. And then I helped her out on a Sunday morning and I was so Ooh, Sunday. Sunday. So the papers are really Sunday's big and we had to Huge. fold them all together and stuff them. And then I was too tiny to keep the bike balanced with the weight of the paper. So every time I'd get on the bike, it would fall over. And I couldn't even, so I had to walk the bike. I couldn't even get on the bike until I got rid of a certain number of papers. So anyways, I learned quickly it was not the job for me, which is good. God, you had, and then you had yeah. circular days. You had Sundays. You had those days that were like the papers yeah. were like, I remember I helped you out. You, you, would, you would go and uh, go away with your uh, family uh, and then you'd be like, Joe, can you come oh, yeah. over? You'd be like, shit. Yeah, you got to find a backup. You if you, you want to take a vacation, 
then you have to find someone to deliver the papers for you. There's no, That's no just vacation so days. I just, I just, just remember putting that sack around my bike, this big paper sack. You put yeah. papers on each side, and like it, your bike would be unbalanced, and it would just weaving around, just yeah. weaving around. Yeah, rub against your. And tire. you're in the dark, walking up and down the street, and you know, and like people are going to work, and you're trying not to get run over. It was, but I actually have really fond memories of it even though it was a slog because it was sometimes there were these moments of exhilaration when it was the felt like the only person on earth and it was the, you know it was the early morning and once you you had all this weight off your shoulders because you had literally thrown it on people's porch and then <laughs> you were kind of walking home and the day's starting so i liked that part of it everything else i don't know <laughs> sucks yeah we also had yeah. a lawnmower like a it was like a landscaping business of sorts joey and i did this together we were the worst landscapers ever <laughs> you were landscaping we, we suckered a couple people into paying us to mow their lawn and like i would take my parents lawnmower i remember once we walked that lawnmower oh, all the way down morello like all the way down morello to 7-eleven and just knocked on doors this lady oh, was yeah. gonna pay That's us like long 60 way. bucks to, to do her yard but then her yard had so many weeds right. and so i like mowed the lawn and then we were just going like Ah, uh, do we really have to do all these sweets so much? <laughs> and eventually, I think she she said that we could. She gave us like forty bucks and was like, "You can go home." <laughs> You're not doing a good job. Actually, I think there were several jobs we had like that where people were, were like, "Okay, can you do this whole area?" And then, oh, do you remember the guy who lived behind us, the Paul? His his dad hired us. He had just a rat's nest of a yard, and he wanted us to weed the whole thing. And I think we eventually quit. We we did the front part and we're like no we're done no no way this is well, too much work your, not worth it your H O the H O A they they wanted us to landscape the whole like hill and or, like, yeah whole weeds and that was pick just weeds pick yeah. weeds that was that seemed to that was a little overwhelming when you're a kid and a job <laughs> like on. runs into three hours it's it it's, feels like it literally when you're a kid and your no. job runs into time that you could be playing video games and doing other stuff yeah. it becomes like yeah. it becomes too much yeah, yeah. you're like well, oh this is not yeah, overwhelming is, yeah. yeah it just is it's like having money in down. your piggy bank is cool but also you know you don't actually yeah. need it at that point <laughs> what's that what's that money money your parents are you, you know, know me, my like parents were a little, to pay my rent. parents were a little bit stingy with the money so it was, it was i, I like mm. to make my own money yeah, going down to the arcade and spending my own money, hard yeah. money on arcade games, <laughs> blowing, blowing, blowing your own lawn <laughs> money. On yeah, your, your 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 two week paycheck for paper routes can go in like two hours in an arcade. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, Kurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, How about pa you? Paper route was mine. Uh, shout out to the Irvine World News. Nice. Um, that was my first uh, paper. But but yeah, I, it's. Terrible because I yeah I have that on my list of of worst just because it's and I I remember I did that during college too. Oh, uh, did we we yeah me and uh, an ex uh, an ex girlfriend we we did that early mornings and it it's wow. like yeah it was we did like a couple giant apartment complexes and it was just awful mm. awful so so yeah that's a that, that that that's a pretty terrible one as far as like first first jobs go. And it's a grind, and there's not really a lot of upside in terms of like cash. So, 
And there's, no. And there's no, there's no vertical You're limited movement by the profit the margin of newspaper. <laughs> you kind of very you kinda hit your, you kind of hit your ceiling right when you get the job. Like there's nowhere else you can go. You're not gonna, <laughs> that's it. You're not gonna move up. <laughs> well, that's what that's what's crazy though is it's like, like kids like if a kid would listen to this, they'd be like, "Fucking paper route." Like yeah. what I I. What do you like? I don't even I, understand. I like, had to explain to uh, to my son Gus that my, one of my first one of my first jobs was helping a you know a friend of mine with a paper route, and he's like, "What's a paper route?" I'm like, "You know, you get newspaper. <laughs> What's a newspaper?" And it's like we went to the rabbit hole of like, "What? Why do people get newspapers? Why didn't people get newspapers?" You know? <laughs> Strange. It's not a yeah. It's not a problem that is uh, yeah. existing anymore. No. <laughs> It's, yeah. Wow. It's weird. So for so on um so for some of the best that, that I had um and too I'm sure we'll probably all go some on experience and some from from just thoughts. But um one one of the uh early jobs uh that that I had was working at a record store. Oh, I remember. Um, mm. Again, you know, you can you can file this one under things that <laughs> don't exist all that much. Record anymore. store. Um, what record store? Warehouse. Where? Oh, well, that's Blockbuster, right. Blockbuster Music. Oh, Blockbuster right. Music. Blockbuster yeah. Music. Blockbuster Music first. Yes, and that and so that was a place where um, you could listen to CDs before you bought them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we would open the CDs. We had a bar that had headphones on it, wow. and so people would bring a CD and you could listen to it before you bought it to see <laughs> if you liked it. But it was it was a it was. A, a super fun job yeah, just because it's like dealing with music all day and you got like you know they would send promo cds and we would get them you know like weeks early um and they would send you know, concert tickets and just like wow. at the end of the day it's just not that difficult of a job you know like stocking cds and opening right. cds and talking about music and helping people find good music so that was um you know that that i think as far as early jobs, and again, that's not really something <laughs> a lot of kids are going to be running out and doing um, anymore. But but that was for, for me that one is pretty high on the list. Although record stores have made a comeback in re- compared to like the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that like vinyl, like vinyl record stores yeah. it's selling a, it's a, it's more definitely... now than it ever has. I mean, compared to the last pre like digital it is music. A, yeah, it, yeah. It is a novel. It is a novelty. Uh, it, right. You know, there's a certain novelty to it. I, I think that, but back back in the day, music stores were kind of a cultural, almost a cultural like hangout. You know, uh, if yeah. you went to an indie, like a even a big box or an indie record store, that's where people went to like find their culture and their their mm-hmm. you know their music community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I also had because um, I never was actually one, but it was the early day. But I have lifeguard as a, um, a a good first job, right? Um, you know, I I worked at a water park, um, water water, water, world, water world USA, um, and uh, but but and and that doing some of the other shit jobs at a water park not not a great job, like working like giving handing out tubes or like working the locker rental. Like um, I, did, but I was tube and th- locker rentals, water world USA. Yes. Oh, you guys both yes. worked there. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 And do you Wait, guys know yeah. the story about when Kurt got his job at Waterworld? What's the story? 
I worked at Office Max. I was a customer service guy at Office Max, and I'd been there for like six months. And then Kurt was looking for a job for summer. And I went to my manager, and I was like, my friend's looking for a job. Can we get him a spot? And Kurt came in, I think. Uh, did you come in and do an interview? I don't know if they interview for that kind of thing. I worked but, there. Are you no, saying that I worked there? I 100% worked there. <laughs> at Office Max? Yes. Because I, I remember, I, I seem to remember that like it was your first day and you called in. We're like, no. I took a job at Waterworld. I'm out. <laughs> no, I worked there for like six months. No, really? Oh, yes. I, I, I must wow, have like romantic. new things here. Yeah. I made you, a, I made you like a villain. In my you head made me a villain. You where I got you the job and it was your first day. And on your first day, you called out and like, I'm out. It's a, it's a better maybe story. I just remember maybe that is a better maybe story. Maybe I called in sick or something, but no, I. I worked there, yeah, because I, yes, because we and then stole pens and all sorts of shit together. Whoa, oh, okay, whoa, I didn't whoa, know you whoa. did that with me. Whoa. And then I, because I remember being very jealous of you working at Waterworld. But then, like, I made, like, two bucks more an hour at uh, Office Max, and I was like, how could Kurt work at Waterworld when he makes $2 less an hour? And, and <laughs> <laughs> Certain status about Waterworld. Yeah, I, have you, a, you, I have a question, yeah, Kurt. Yeah. I don't know if you... <laughs> remember this but this memory came up for me we went to the water world usa they were it was like a big deal because they're opening and they had this big all the employees were going to this one space for this big i I don't know where you go sign papers i don't know what it was and we were in the parking lot at sun valley mall by wells fargo and we tried to pull out and we like maybe cut someone off by accident i don't recall but this dude stopped his car in the middle of contra costa boulevard got out ran towards you were driving and ran towards your door and tried to like go and i just remember i looked at you and you went (laughs) and you floored it and he goes like we peel out we pull out and we just drive away and we just never spoke of it again and i swear i was like i wonder if kurt remembers this like I don't like I, I don't know if we like. I honestly the guy have off. no recollection of it. Well, you blocked it out. I swear it I'm happened. I'm surprised too, because that's like a traumatic experience. Yeah, I remember I was like totally shaking, and this guy got out of his car and was just red faced and like I feel like he had a tank top on and musket. Like I don't know if I, like how much of this I'm making up. I do know he stopped his car, got out, and ran towards your door, and we just like peeled out. Now that oh, I know you? I made up the story about Kurt quitting on his first day. It's possible Who knows this guy this was is. just walking to his car and, and he was like headed in your general direction. You were like, oh my God, he's coming for me. In my recollection. All this shit happened to Kurt. Yeah, in my this recollection, kid, he stopped we all in the middle of the road. But very who knows? active imagination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my job at Waterworld was literally one of the worst jobs I've ever had. I mean, I was, so there was, the lifeguards were like, the lifeguards were like, They'd walk by with Super their whistles cool. and everyone would be like, oh, they're so good looking. And it was like a movie. It was it, it was literally the, like the experience of like a teen movie. And I was in tube and locker rentals. Yeah, we were in the same. We were in there too. Okay, yeah. in the first, the first yeah. day, they decided the best thing to do is that everyone has to put a $2 deposit on their tube and locker. And they have to bring their receipt back at the end of the day after going to the water park. And then oh, we great. could give them their two dollars. Well, and it's after, your responsibility to yeah. check. So right they got the only, how that the only way you can give them two dollars is if you have that piece of paper in your hand. So people came back and they just had mush, and they'd like throw it at you. And I'd be like, "I'm sorry, sir, I can't give you. Give me that." And people are screaming at you oh, over their two dollars. Yeah, yelling. It was 
we i literally remember standing there holding like i don't know four hundred dollars and two dollar like dollar bills with 150 people around me just yelling and throwing like little like oh receipt chunks it was at so me. unorganized it's just like throwing these poor teenagers to the wolves it yeah. was so awful terrible. like who designed that idea let's let's you have to have a receipt to return and yeah it was yeah it, it was bad that's all i can say yeah still a cool job it's still a cool job satisfied to tell people that was your job in high school you're like yeah i worked at the water park Oh, well, the, the other thing, the other thing that I did at the water park was they promised if you stayed on, I was the only employee in the department that stayed on the entire summer. It ran through like October, right? I stayed, I went like May through October and you're going to get a bonus for every hour that you worked. And I got this bonus check and I kid you not, it was like $16.84. <laughs> like extra slap money in the face. for like the entire uh, summer. Yeah. And Where did you like, go first, Sarah? You're so you're so good. You were so loyal. Like you stayed on and they're like, you you're gonna get that bonus check. Yeah, I got heat stroke once. <laughs> I'm like, I got sent home with heat stroke. Uh, yes, like I swear it was like 16 bucks. I wish I could find that check. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. It was not all that it was. We had to blow up the t the brand new <laughs> tubes too, like they had gotten the shipment. Like it, it was this water park was brand new, and so they got the That's shipment right. of all the tubes, and so we had to blow up like a thousand tubes. It was by uh, mouth. No, that'd be that's, that's no. Cool. They had a machine. They had a thing, oh, okay, but okay. you. They had a machine, but still, it's like <laughs> your hands smelled like that vinyl. You know that yeah. terrible vinyl <gasps> smell that. Uh, do you guys ever, so maybe this is just me, but I have a weird thing that I always want to try and blow up inflatables by mouth. Like, I have a pump, but I always want to try and do it. I'm like, it. it's like a, it's, yeah. I want to, I'm like, I'm going to do it. Even if it's Conquer a giant it. yeah. fucking like sofa, I'm like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to sit I, I here. I'm going to commit this. to the next hour. I'm just going to do deep breath and try not to <laughs> just, I bought. I bought I this. What's wrong with me? Yeah, I bought this uh, this floaty. It was like a sectional, like jacuzzi and pool. <laughs> I tried to do it by mouth. It was the middle of the summer and almost stroked out. I swear to God, I had to lay down. That's I almost now. died. You yeah. feel so terrible when you have the head. Every time I see a tube, I think, oh, no problem. I'll have no problem blowing it up. And that's where I, yeah. so it's not like I want to do it, but in my head, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got this. And literally, after like two breaths, I'm like, can't do it. Like you're it's very stars. concerning. Yeah. yeah I'm like, um, yeah, okay. So I just yeah, always think is. I can do it and I can't. That's that's it's a, a good yeah. point. That's a really good point. There's some sort of like it's like a challenge. Like I, I do the same thing. Like like yeah. before I have a hand pump and it seems like that would be like the first thing I go to, but I just want to blow it up and I'm I'm gonna go yeah. for it. It's weird. It's a weird thing. You're right. <laughs> and I still do it. I still do it. We even have one of the little motorized, you know, for air mattress thing yeah. now with different size attachments. Things. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> stupid. Well, I, I worked at a, when I, I moved to LA when I was like 19 and the first job I, I had was, um, I was working at a place called Robex juice part time and Robex juice was like Jamba juice is like a competitor at the time. It was one of the worst jobs ever because of just that noise, that constant, like that, that blending noise oh. and it just never stops and it goes on all day and it's, it's just terrible. And all you're doing is just 
scooping. It, it's just do the same thing over and over. You scoop the same things in. I worked there for about two weeks. I never. I, I don't know if you guys two had this experience before, but have you ever had a job and just never gone back for your final paycheck? Just said, "Fuck it, I'm not even going back there. It's not even worth it." No, oh, no, I've, done, I've, never I've had done at least that. two jobs where I just didn't even show up. I'm like, "Fuck this." Joe, Sarah yeah. just told us she stayed on off season for sixteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> She is loyal. I bet you there's like a website where I can go to where I have like uncollected. Uh, there's like uncollected I, funds. Probably like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you I, there's some money out there because I, I, there's been a few jobs where I'm like, I don't even want to. I don't even want to walk in here anymore. I'm not even going to collect right. my my last paycheck. I'm out. <laughs> there's only been one job that I got and then called. Never actually worked. Called and quit. And I felt I still to this day have like a sense of guilt because I felt <laughs> like I let them down. Like it's just, what but is it, it? so I I I had a, already was working two other retail jobs and I secured a third one over holiday at Banana <laughs> Republic to oh. really bring in some extra income. But they it was going to be over my holiday break. And when they gave me my schedule, they neglected to tell me that it also included like all these on call hours. So not only would I be scheduled, but like every single day I'd have to be on call by a phone and be able to come in like within an hour. And I was like, I don't like that is not what I signed up for. Yeah. So I just called up and quit. And I remember Pacey, it was like a whole discussion with my family. Oh, I make everything so much more difficult than it needs to be. I called, <laughs> I felt guilty. I wouldn't walk by Banana Republic for like yeah. two years. <laughs> like, even though I worked on the other side of the mall, like I worked at another store. Actually. Shout out I to may structure. have been shout out to structure. Yeah, I may have been working as an elf, a, or a Santa assistant at the same season. So, anyways, but yeah, so that was my only structure too. I worked structure. I worked as a, a structure is a cool store. Santa like helper, structure. and then I dropped <clears throat> Banana Republic. It was a little, a little How too would heavy. The Santa helper work awful. So it was. I would imagine the um the the. The work was not bad, actually. So you would think it, it actually wasn't the people, but we had like a nightmarish um, uh, manager who would just like oh. scream at us all the time. Oh. So and it's crazy because it's like the simplest thing, like it's little kids. You're, you know, like Santa kids, let's have fun. I really thought I was going to dress up in a cute outfit, like be in the middle. of I don't know what I was thinking, like be in the middle of the mall, like, hey, everybody, it'd be really fun. But our, yeah, our manager was just so mean and she- You're like elf? Yeah, that's like how I imagined. But yeah, it was it was not good. The manager was mean. She was mean to people. People complained a lot. Um, it I only did it one season. I don't recommend that. There, there is a fun comedy book um, David Sedaris wrote uh, called The Santa Land Diaries, which is about his experience as, a, as an elf working <laughs> at a- santa shoot yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah so but in my case it wasn't the people it was just the manager which i'm sure isn't, isn't i'm sure like, that's not always the case so no it's not but but isn't it funny like how like these you know first jobs these retail jobs customer service jobs the expectations are so high to, you know so in high terms of your in terms of your commitment and time enthusiasm and, and, it, and it's like and it's like what but the compensation doesn't match the kind of demands right. that they expect of you and and as you become more of a professional you kind of go go on in your career the, the, the kind of flips like you don't need a tough manager or mean manager and all these expectations of like you know you, you know you have to be in here you have to you have to show up to work at this time and do this and do right. that like it's it's right yeah 
the it's, compensation doesn't match the, the amount of uh, dedication they, they they want from you. They require, yeah, they require yeah. from you. It's just so so. Let, let, let's talk. Let's talk retail for a minute because yeah. I think that's like a big, <laughs> probably a big group of these yeah. that we all we we all did retail. Yep. And I feel like so there's there, there's a few things I want to talk about. So not number one is like, ju is just the the shittiest training possible yeah. to prepare you yeah. for like what you what you're going to experience. You know, especially too. I mean, a lot of times it's like your first or second job, and like you're just unfamiliar with how a lot of the shit works. You know what I mean? And then too, like just you know, like asking kids to handle that amount of cash, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you work in a busy store, like that's a lot of fucking cash. And I remember like the pressure on you to like, if you had to balance your drawer and if, right. if it didn't, it felt like, like they told, like they made jail. it seem like, well, <laughs> yeah. we're probably going to call the cops. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get fired. You know what I mean? So this true. is why I stole pens and calculators, not cash. So true. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, re I remember <laughs> working at structure during holiday, the, the man, the man, the man store structure. You sound so British when you say holiday. Holiday. I don't know why. Really regal. It sounds nice. Oh, we'll holiday. Chill-yo. Oh. That was an holiday. Work, On holiday. But. At Stone Valley Malls, quite nice. The Boxing um, Day celebration. <laughs> this, uh, I was using the register, and an older, much like older man who seemed a little bit impatient. There are real long lines, and you know how stressful that is in retail. Long lines, people are yeah. impatient. It's like holiday rush, and I couldn't. I, I did it. Whatever he gave me the change, and then he gave me like a different amount of like change to try to make the money come back exact. But I was so scattered, oh, I didn't I quite understand. Move. So I'm trying to like put in the thing, and he just starts screaming at me <laughs> about how kids today are dumb and don't know how to do math, and I shouldn't even be using the register. But the whole point is you have to click into the register exactly what you're doing, and I. I mean, like, it was, like, traumatizing. Was, I was, was, like, shaking, was and there's no manager. Like, everyone's just yelling at me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. What are you, too stupid? Come like, on now, guys. Oh, guys, guys, listen, listen. When, when, when the service is so egregious, it's so terrible, I will say something, but I'm not, like, going like, to kids on. You can't add 1585? What's wrong with you? Kids on blast, trust me, ever. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know, Joey. You said you've had a lot of a lot of <laughs> that, that, that is specific. Like, oh, here comes this that, fucking that's, guy. That's that's just specific to stupid masking policies that I've been yelling at people for the last year about. Oh, you know what though? I, so one thing I will say positive about retail experiences is that I remember, like my friends. You know, you have these comrades that you work with at these places because. The job is basically to be a, you know, a punching bag yes, for robot the customers. Yeah. <laughs> and so the only people you had to talk to, because you have some guy who's your manager, who looking back is like a... Come on now, be nice. He's a... Okay. <laughs> probably, no, don't be nice. Life didn't, probably didn't work out great for them. Oh, and geez. so there, that's where some of the anger is coming. And then there's these other kids who are all just, lost and not trained well and dealing with asshole customers and i did have these deep like relationships 
friendships with people that I worked with in these situations because I think the trauma you that you shared you could bond yeah, shared, you could bond over yeah. and just like so I like I can remember all the people I was friends with at those shitty jobs oh, yeah. when I was getting pissed on by customers who who you would go back and be like that fucking guy you won't believe what he said <laughs> and and it made it it made it okay yeah there's a certain see that. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I think I, there's uh, we should talk also talk about the direct proportional relationship between between how shitty your job is and how much you call in sick to that job because that that for me <laughs> that was like if the job was shitty I'm just gonna make up any excuse to call in sick whenever I want. <laughs> As much as oh, I, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I know. It. I can't. I made either. up some heinous excuses, some terrible excuses why I couldn't show up to work. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to get into it right now, but I will. I will. Like, I will. Yeah. I will. Here's, here, here, yeah. I, the statute of limitations. Working at Sam Goody. I think Kurt, uh, we were living together. Uh, first apartment might have uh, might have partied a little too late. I had to show up early to some shitty job at Sam Goody. I'm like, fuck this. I called, I called up <laughs> Sam Goody. I said, you know, my grandmother's in the hospital. I can't make it. It totally oh, no. made this shit up. <laughs> totally made it up. And it was oh, a bad excuse. But like, what, what is a manager supposed to say? Like, well, you know, you got you to show me proof. You know, So he's like, oh, man, that's terrible. Okay, no problem. Well, that was the one day my mother decided to come see me at work, which she never, ever, ever did. Oh, no. So she came into work and she says, uh, is Joey here? And they said, and they said, no, uh, Joey's like, grandmother's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my Jesus. god! Oh, I never dude. heard. I never heard yeah. the end of that. I mean, like, what oh, are the odds wow. that your mother shows up to your job? By the way, this lady never showed up to anything in my whole life. She shows up to my job that day <laughs> and asks where I am. Oh god, that's like a that's like a movie. Uh, <laughs> it is totally. Like situation. Yeah, totally. right. Like yeah. it's almost Ferris Bueller's thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, by the way, Sam Goody. Sam Goody was actually one of my worst jobs because I, I, I don't know if it's related, but um, they, I, I was a seasonal job, and they didn't hire me on for the rest of the year. I'm like, you're fucking picking these douchebags over me. Like, you're not gonna hire, oh. me. you know, because they, they would have to make a cut after after the Christmas holiday is done, and no. um, I was cut. So you were from, insulted. I was cut <clears throat> from Sam Goody. I mean, like, you know how demoralizing this is. <laughs> Like, you know who I am? Uh, as an 18-year-old, I mean, they're like, what am I doing uh, with my life where Sam Goody does, is, like, rejecting me? <laughs> Again, if I could play devil's advocate, you did call out by saying well, your never, grandmother that, was that saying. Yeah, that oh, never came that. back. Like, oh, wait, that's true, though. You, know, you live and you learn. See, that's, the first, that's the good thing about first jobs is it tr- helps you helps teach you what not to do. That's true. As yes. you go along with your career. Yeah, because it's never yeah. going to be your, I, hopefully, your life job. You know what I mean? I mean, and I think that's also why it's so shitty is because it's everyone knows this is like we don't. There's no reason to invest in this person who's working this job because they're not going to stay here. They're not going to like be a lifer, and if they are, then we probably don't want that type of person to work here because they're they have no ambition or like sort of incentive to 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 grow because there's no growth in. Retail jobs, <laughs> unfortunately, maybe, maybe yeah. I don't know. or maybe just is what it is. Well, and too that's yeah, that's the because that's the the shitty thing you talked about, Mace. Is like you have these, you know, whether they're in their twenties, thirties, you know, on up. But yeah, these people who are in these management positions, and yeah, generally it's 
probably not the place they want to be. You know what I right. mean? Like they're they're not thrilled to be in that position. And then you, yeah, you the sixteen to eighteen year old are having to <laughs> deal with their bullshit. And we're and, assholes and, too at that age. Oh, like, we're, let's we're not. Terrible, let's yeah. not. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. We're like, I'm a hot shot. I'm going places. <laughs> and, and so it probably you sucks losers. for them too. Yeah, right. <laughs> See you, loser. <Yeah. clears throat> Somebody's just trying to like make ends meet, and we're, and we're judging them because right. we're like, I'm out of here soon. You're a fucking manager, blah, blah, blah. which is was probably right. their worst job ever. <laughs> or best, probably or best. a lot longer. <clears throat> yeah, it depends. Some of you know, I had some good. I had some some good managers that I I appreciated. You know, they I were did too. they were kind and they were they were considerate and fun and kind of made work interesting and and i appreciate that did you did you really yeah at office max there were a couple of people there i remember i i actually really liked working at office max i think it was because it's a big enough retail store so when i think about like your your robex juice story yeah. that's a and, and maybe even sam no. goody it's a it's a very small space sure. you cannot hide from customers right. so you're all anyone comes in you're like you got to be on front and center. Yeah. And in Office Max, there was, it's such a big store that you could find shit to do. You could be right. in the back or you could be around and you can kind of choose. There was a little more agency to go like, I'm going to help this person or I'm going to keep putting these pens on the, on the rack. Yeah, you, had right? some more, you had more autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. And you could hide and be in different places and have stuff you're doing. And my favorite time was sometimes like you would work overnight and you're just scanning stuff playing music on the PA yeah. and then, you know, you didn't have to deal with customers at all. So oh, fucking inventory inventory. Yeah. And that was exhilarating because <laughs> yeah. you're up all night and just like weird hours. So it was fun. Yeah. I, I liked my structure job, the, the store structure. I actually, out of all my retail jobs, I really enjoyed that one. I usually, I mean, yeah. wait, there was most of the managers I had were pretty nice. And um, they had really good music. They would have like these special mixes that we'd play, you know, in the back and you can control whatever you're going to play in the store. But you had to choose from like the six, seven CDs that they provided for you. Um, but they always had like music I had never heard before. At the time, I thought it was really edgy. Probably wasn't. But I don't know where they were. Like, I was like, this is crazy. Like, they don't even play it on the radio. Um, but it would be really fun because I'd just like listen to music and fold things like the gene wall over and over and like and most of the customers at that store that came in were really um laid back not to i mean they they were just like hey i'm gonna go to this event can you help me find something and so it was like a really right. good experience out of all of them out of all my retail experience i would say the men's store was my best so so here's something that i never did but i think both mace and joe you did a little bit of this but and I have it, I feel like it should be on worse, but it's like working for a parent. Ooh. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that is a, it's funny because I was, I've been talking to some people and most people I've asked their first job was working for a parent. Mm -hmm. Was like, my dad paid me to stuff envelopes <laughs> and said, I'll give you 20 oh. bucks if you just like all, you know, every time you stuff all these envelopes. And there's a lot of that. Like my dad had a printing business. And so that was actually a pretty cush job. Like I would just sit at the front and it was this, it was this, not a super busy business. So I would kind of like 
we didn't have the internet, but I would like play Minesweeper on the computer, and it was it was that was okay. But um, a lot of people have this like their parents figure out the shittiest part of their job, Ooh. and they go like, "Hey kid, <laughs> you want twenty bucks? I'll give it to you. <laughs> Do this for me. yeah." I, I, I working with my dad. I had more autonomy. Obviously, I was a little bit older. Yeah. But, but uh, you do have to deal with the dynamic of the father-son relationship, which mm-hmm. you know you take that out of the home and bring it in, bring it into like an environment like a workplace, and you really heightens kind of the tensions that you might have had in the home. It just heightens it. So you have to re- yeah. you have to really be good at conflict management with your family when you when you work with them. <laughs> Because it could bubble over, and it gets ugly if it bubbles over in a public place. And so you really have to work hard to just <laughs> keep it under wraps and just talk about it after work. Because you know you, you can't you can't separate uh, the relationship you have with your parents, even if you're in a you know even if you're working, you, you have to suppress it. But you can't you know it doesn't go away. You still have these same resentments and problems and issues you have with your parents. It's just now in a more open environment. It's also a much harder job to quit. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. For real. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So my, my wife uh, has her own hair salon. And so my uh, my 16-year-old daughter has, has on occasion, will we'll do some work at the salon for her. Um, and it's just is like, yeah, that, that it's just really hard. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're kind of being lazy, it's, because you just get taught yes, differently too yes. by your parents it's, than you would like, in normal yeah. boss. Right. Yeah. Normal boss like, talks to you like your parents do. You, you're probably gonna have to work. I mean, I, I would have words with that person. It'd be tough. It'd be right. tough. To, <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be tough to just swallow. Like you know, what the you know, like I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how your parents <laughs> talk to you, but how whatever your triggers are, it's gonna happen at work also. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna know exactly right. that. Made for some interesting conversations. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. There, there I are, mean, one great. Yeah, there are jobs that I've, I've, I know I've had that I've forgotten about. Honestly, there's I've had so many you know jobs when I was younger. Uh, there, yeah. there are retail jobs that were probably so bad that I I can't even recollect. I don't even know. I, mean, I don't know if you guys remember every job you've had. Do you? You guys? I'm I sure. do, and then I think yeah. about it, and I'm and I re- I start remembering other things I did. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. And then he thinks he didn't work with Kurt, but he did. <laughs> right. Kurt quit on the right. first day. <laughs> sorry, ma- sorry, right. sorry, never I even showed you. up. Oh no, no, no! I was just gonna say that on one of the things I had on my best list, I think for a starter job is uh, is CEO, and it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has a prerequisite <laughs> that you have to have rich parents yeah. and and that own businesses that you can take over. But it is definitely like I think one of the top best. I was just gonna put that out there. <laughs> See, I don't yeah, know how um, you feel about nepotism. But. I mean, I, I mean, I wish yeah. I wish I had you know, I mean, parents that would uh, you know elevate my status like that. No, but let's talk about. I mean, oh, what, go ahead, Kurt. No, what were you saying? And may, and maybe it'll be, but like, like being a, like a YouTuber now or like an influencer, that's got to probably be high on, on, on the list. Cause like, if you, if you're one of these, well, cause I feel like all of my kids went through a stage they where they legit yeah, wanted yeah, to be a YouTuber at, at some point. And, and, you know, like link, my, my seven year old is 
crazy into hockey. And he tells me tonight, Dad, I want uh, on our next vacation, I want to go to Canada because I want to visit this. There's this family that's big in like the hockey circles, and he's been watching these YouTube videos incessantly. He's and he wants to meet this kid. That's why he wants to go on vacation in Canada. Um, and so it's just like I I have to feel like these these kids that little families or whoever that that like make a mark and and are making money and like companies are sending them shit like these Nerf videos yeah. and you know toy reviews yeah. and stuff like like that has to be like the best job of all time like you you have you know, all this money is coming in you get free stuff of of the stuff you like and like you're going to be set up for I thought about time. that too, Kurt, because you know I, I see like like my kids' friends want wanted to do. It. My kids aren't really into it, but their their friends are all they have phones already. Seven year olds have phones and already making <laughs> content for YouTube. But I mean, think of, on the flip side of that. Think about that. Uh, think about the parents that are putting out this content and have to put out the content with their kids, and they have to put out constantly put out their content. I don't know if the kids are really wanting to be on camera that much, and there there has to be some sort of push and pull <laughs> with. Like, you know, you have kids, you have to fucking do this. You have to get on camera right now. Right. I don't want to do it, you know, because your kids sometimes don't want to do it. They want to just sleep in. They want to eat snacks. No, you got to get on camera right now. So there's some of that. That's probably not that great. <laughs> we gotta do- it's also not yeah, a like true. a long-term career oh, yes, yes. option. And and I think no. the money, because of scale, the money ends up it like, out, yeah. if, you, if you hit it one time for a year then it, and you're not a dipshit, you can live on it. But, uh, you know, I, I there's it does create some like if you make a million bucks opening toys when you're a kid, like think about how that <laughs> fucks up your sense of like your perspective of wages for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, like right. what are you like? What's next? You're you like, know? Wait, how it's much like, does this job pay? Everything is gonna be a fucking disappointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. even if you're making a hundred grand a year yeah. when working a decent job, yeah. like yeah. you're like. When I was eight, I opened toys and <laughs> people made them. Yeah, when I was like, when yeah. I was six, my mom would wake me up at five in the morning every day and open shit up all day, and um, <laughs> that, that was the that was the shit. That was the life. And she made me do it over right. and over, and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> and she spent all my fucking money. <laughs> that is that is definitely yeah, an option. Is- I so I worked at this event called VidCon which is like a conference for YouTube and TikTok and whatever people stars and then all the fans that come to see them. And it was unreal because I didn't know who anyone was, but they were all celebrities. Like I would look them up and they would have 8 million followers and I had no idea who they are. And, and even trying to look at their social media feeds, I didn't, understand why they had 8 million followers and it's just it's it, it, it's i'm old and i don't understand i, I mace i showed but, that i showed the vidcom gallery to rochelle's friend's daughter and she was flipping out because she like knew every single person they're like you know because like youtube stars now are almost bigger than movie yeah they're like movie stars when we were kids you know yeah yeah it's it was insane and i was like i don't care the only guy I knew was the Chocolate Rain singer. I was like, I know him. Oh I yeah, him. I remember him. Tay, Zante, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Everyone was. They were all pretty nice. So, I, I interrupted you, Mace. You were starting a point. Man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. We talked about retail, but something. Another. You know, a, a an industry that I don't know how did. 
Yeah. How Rest, many of us did we raise our hands worked in the restaurant industry? Yeah. yeah. I know Joey and I did. Did you guys ever work in the restaurant industry? Uh, I so I my my one and only, and this is yeah. falls in because I have food in in the worst. So I worked at um, what's the name? It's the soup and salad. Oh, Togo's. I remember you worked at um, Togo's. No. No, 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 no. It's the uh, what's Fresh the soup in the salad soup, place? Soup plantation. Soup plantation. Uh, yeah, really? yeah. So I worked there. I was the. Um, I remember. I, I was remember the yeah. soup, <laughs> soup and pasta person, and it's so, a oh god. It was. It's still like I'm still traumatized <laughs> by it. It was the worst. It just was like I figured out super this quick for that you. that was not for me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I hightailed it out of that fucking place. So that, well, fun. for me, yeah. the re- the restaurant, the restaurant industry. I have, uh, there's been moments, you know, working in restaurants where I have, it's, you reach a maximum threshold of stress where you're, where like, there's no other job since, since I worked in restaurants that I, that I've been that stressed out in, but you, you know, I never like, I, I would always overcome these obstacles and, and, you know, Sarah, you brought up a great point once I, I, you told me a while back, like sometimes when you're working and you're stressed and things seem to be coming at you you're kind of operating at a higher level. You kind of operate at this level where, you know, you just get it done. You have to get it done and, and, and no matter what. And so restaurants taught me to really uh, time management skills and it taught me to overcome stress sometimes that seemed like it was unbearable. But I would always feel like when things were like, when things were so chaotic and you're slammed, you got all these tables, and you rise to the occasion, it's very, it's exhilarating. It really is awesome. And the great thing about working in a restaurant, half-service restaurants are different because you're kind of slave to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But when you're working in a, in a full-service restaurant, you kind of are your own boss in a way. You, can, you mm-hmm. can really hustle and make more money if you want to. Or you can take it easy and not, make, you know, and not, right. not do that. So, so restaurants were – it was an awesome job. And like I said, super stressful but super exhilarating and you get to walk on with cash every day, which is sweet. Yeah. That piece I love nice. working at the restaurant. Um, <clears throat> it was one of my, like I worked at a, a restaurant for, I think, I guess it was through an all college, but it was for the same reason, Joe, cause you would just be like, it, it had, it had these ebbs and flows and when you were on, you were just like the Terminator, right. just knocking out problems. It was right. like people would give you problems. You're like, I can fix that. I got that. this. I, I got that. it. Yeah. And then you would you would play games in your mind where you're like, how many problems can I line up in yep, a row? Yep, and just yep. be like, Bing, Bing. Here's your yep. fork. Here's your coffee. Here's your yep. dinner. Let me take your order. And then, check by here. the way, are you ready? Are you ready for your check? Yeah. It was it was sweet. I still have dreams to this yeah, day me too. Me too. that I'm at the restaurant and I'm going like, okay. I've got a dozen tables. They need toast. They need more jam. They need coffee. Dude, dude, dude. And you're just like, it's, it, it's, you're in the matrix and you're like bobbing yeah, and weaving. And you're, it sounds you're like very Tetris, yeah. sort of. Yes, like, it's exactly. just, it, it, it gets was, more and more and more intense. Like, yes. It's also one of the worst jobs because yeah. people are just exceedingly rude and they have these different expectations. Crazy expectations. 
yeah. which are bizarre. Like old people want coffee to burn their mouth because apparently they have no sensation of temperature anymore. And then, you know, like kids want you to give, like teenagers want everything for free because they don't have any money. And so it's, <laughs> I, I, had a, I was working at Lions in Walnut Creek and I was working the, I think it was the 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift. So I show up at 6 a.m. And, and they don't really staff or, you know, a lot going on at 6 a.m. It's usually one person in a... Joe, I think, I, Joe Mason, I think you need to uh, explain oh, what Lions, Lions is. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Lions is a 24-hour, like, uh, cafe, basically. And they serve just, like, your... Coffee shop. Coffee shop, That's exactly. Different. Yeah. And, uh, and they so have the chicken Super Bowl. Chicken soup is a meal in itself. My favorite thing on the menu. <laughs> this is a meal in itself. So I'm at I'm at Lions six a.m. I walk in. The the other server goes home. It's me and the line cook, and the Liberty Wrestling team shows up in their bus, and they <laughs> and they all come in, all 30, 40 people, and they all want milkshakes. And what they don't understand is, you have to make milkshakes by hand, right? So you have to, to make one milkshakes would take yeah. you at least an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> So the, you know, that's, what, that's what I was talking about in terms of expectations. The expectations are crazy. Like, why can't we just get 40 milkshakes? Well, I'm, I'm here by myself. Right. I, I can literally not, not do McDonald's. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. But the, the interesting thing about working in restaurants is uh, there, are, there are moments when you work in a restaurant where you feel like everything is just going to fall down, like, like, like a, a yeah. house of cards. You're just going to crumble because you're just overtaxed. <laughs> but then it never really happens. You over, always overcome. And that's, you know, it's a good lesson in life. Because at the end of the day, I mean, nobody likes to wait for food or whatever, but right. people are just going to wait for food. That's the worst. Right. Right. Um, the other thing I liked about Lions, because it was a 24-hour spot, was that it was, it, you know, like in video games where they have totally different levels that are different experiences? Right. It, it was the same thing where <clears throat> Joey and I both would often work the 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift. And there you're dealing with old you know, the morning, the end of the old people coming in in the morning. And then you're doing like brunch, which is crazy. And, the, but, and then 2 p.m. it gets slow. And then you sometimes would have like the 3 to 11 shift where you're doing like late lunch and the dinner rush. And then the beginning of the nighttime. And then one of my favorite shifts was the 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. where you are. You just come in and it's like anything can happen. Anything. You're going to get, it could be three in the morning and some, like a group of 30 people coming from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or you're going to get a bunch of like, like a gang of homeless people will wait in and order a water and a hot tea. And then, you know, it's so it was just like, it was kind of an adventure because you never knew what you were going to get and you would just have all sorts of different experiences. And, and being there around the clock is, you would work these shifts and then you would see the patterns over this 24 hour cycle. And you realize there's this one building that accommodates all these different people. You have the teenagers out on the town at night, the old people doing the early bird special. And then you have dates in the dinner time. And then in the morning you get the 4am guy who comes in every day and orders the same breakfast. And it's just, it, it's kind of cool. It's something I like about restaurants. The same way I think that, you know, we were talking about how music stores were like a community and they had their, they served this little niche, uh, niche, the, the, the coffee shop lions served all these different weirdos and you would get to know them by name because Joey and I both worked at different, different locations for years. 
but you would know like the guys who sit at the counter that come in between, you know, either they come in at four or they come in at five or they come in at six. And so it was like, it was, you had this like little second, secondhand family of sorts. And I, I liked the restaurant industry. I think is, and the cash in your pocket was just like the best feeling in the world. Cause you would leave with your pocket just bulging with dollar bills and, I, I tore so many pockets of my my pants because I of like having full of quarters, and that's always a good feeling too. Because it's it's rare these days when you get to like hold your money and feel its weight, and when your money is all <laughs> yeah, a bunch true. of dollar bill tips from old people, there's a lot of weight, <laughs> and 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 that was that was real satisfying. You guys, I mean, you guys were both pretty good at, at, yeah. at being waiters. That's, yeah. what, that, that's what yeah. I remember. I, I, I was always, I was always impressed by, cause you guys uh, hustled. Um, and uh, <laughs> we're just yeah. going to keep talking. Uh, you guys always hustled and you like, well, and you, I mean, and, and makes you you were always one to have kind of your system right. too. Like, you know, you always, um, you know, where, where like, yeah. Cause you were, you were doing like 16 things at once. I loved it. And then jo- Joe, you, you, Joe, you were always like, you know, like the people pleaser, you know, like making people laugh and, uh, you know, kind of that, that, that friendly face that, that people, right. but, but yeah, I always remember cause I was like is. coming in and when you guys were working. Yeah. You guys are good at it. I never, I never worked in a restaurant ever. Well, I mean, I don't think I, I'd I, handle the stress well. I took my talents to another level. I ended up going to hungry hunter, um, that's right. I, uh, yeah. I miss that that salad yeah. wheel. That, what was it? A salad you know wheel? What, though? Lazy Susan so salad. It was actually a pretty, pretty, pretty good idea. You bring you bring the salad out to each table. You, you have this little spinner thing. People were and when the people saw the lazy Susan, their eyes would open up and they you know they want to really customize their salad, really incentivize customization. And uh, the steaks were actually pretty good there. And uh, you know, yeah. It's worth pointing out though that the the restaurant industry it, it is it can be a legitimate career yeah right like yeah. you can make good money sure. oh, yeah. if you if you work your way up and work at higher end restaurants you're making you can make you know like fifty bucks a table seventy bucks a table and then all of a yeah. sudden if you're able to do a handful you're making really good money yeah and it you know it's yeah. it, it, it's well, and back of the house too yep. you know like that. There's lots of people that started at Alliance and you know went to you know, you know got some schooling and went to higher yeah. end restaurants. I mean, not not the lines know, I worked at, but maybe the other lines. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, do you ever say? Do you ever say something? I remember one. It's one of my biggest regrets. Like the thing I I don't think I'll ever let myself uh, off. I worked at Lions for like my college career, and I was I was. You know, I was always like, I'm going on to bigger, better things, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to start a podcast one day. (laughs) (laughs) There was this really lovely lady. Her name was Carolyn, and she was funny and sweet. And she was like probably in her 60s, right? And was like hardworking. And she had been a waitress her whole life. And um, and I, I... we were fighting one day and I was, I remember telling her like, at least I'm not going to work at a restaurant my whole life. And I could, like, it was one of those like bells you can't unring, you know, you just, you did it. And 
the second I said it, because I, I really liked her and respected her, but I just like needed to like say something mean in that moment. And man, I feel bad about that because I actually loved that job. It was one of my favorite jobs ever. And I loved her and I just felt like I tore her down for no good reason. Is she, is she still there? I don't, that restaurant's not there anymore. I don't know, but it felt shitty and it is respectable. All, all jobs are respectable yes, jobs. And I, I don't, Absolutely. You know, like, that's why, that's why it's hard to, it's hard to talk about. Yeah. All jobs yeah. Are respectable. I was an asshole teenager who yeah. thought I was fucking, you know. The, the last thing I'll the last thing I'll say about working in restaurants, <laughs> Sorry, especially I just want working, to apologize to Carolyn. The last thing I'll say about working at restaurants and hopefully she's listening. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the cool thing. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry, so working the morning shift, I really got to know how to communicate with old crotchety people, and and mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. really did. It's a good it's a good life skill because you know older people are can't. Now no, he has another I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not. That story wasn't representative of my life. Everything he Ask anyone. No, but but I I'm talking about World War II vets. I'm talking about guys who are in their in their eighties, all right? And and it's an important life skill because you, you really they are grumpier. You just gotta learn how to how to communicate with them and and uh, and learn kind of how how to cater to older people. It's important stuff. It's an important life skill. It's yeah. Oh yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was, I was remembering too. I, kind of in in food, restaurant, but I I worked at uh, Concord oh, Pavilion, yeah. which is a, a, That's a concert venue, and I worked. It was like we we uh, it was like to prepare all the different concession stands for all the the shit they needed, and it was it was both super cool and terrible at the same time because you know obviously working at a concert venue is kind of cool and like you're backstage and you get to be like near the acts and they're just like walking around um but then you're also um using a dolly to lug a keg up the middle of the of the of the grass and you know during a country concert and you know people are trying to grab it (laughs) off of the the dolly and you know say bring it over here man bring it over to me it's really and just, funny. you know and you're making we, we used to make like the margaritas and it was like a specific uh trash can for oh, just geez. making the margaritas but you would you know you you would put you know dump however many oh. you know mix and the tequila and like and then just schlepping that stuff around and you'd always come home smelling like you know tequila and hot dog water and you know all the crap that we'd have to load out to all the all the things but but then yeah but then you know like you got free concert tickets and yeah, you know, gotta be backstage yeah. next to like bb king and shit like that yeah, that seems old, like a pretty sweet job how old were you when you were at the cocker pavilion i feel like i, I remember that yeah like 19 maybe yeah, because what's funny is my sister worked there at the at the same time I did. Um, she was like kitchen manager because she used mm. to do, you know, work in, in like kitchens and stuff. And she was like the the kitchen manager that particular season I worked there. Oh, I was a. Um, so oh, one of the other. Uh, oh, I was ahead. a. Um, what was it? A swim instructor. But sort of like by accident, I am not a strong swimmer. I'm a terrible swimmer. And I had no confidence in my abilities to swim. 
So initially I was working, like taking money to like get people in the summer pool. And I don't know if someone just didn't show up for work, but they're like, Sarah, we need you to teach the kids to swim. Like we need an extra instructor. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm scared. Like you'll be fine. And they just kind of like put me in the water and, oh, I never had any confidence. I mean, so I had like young kids, you know, like two, three years old. Um, it was rewarding in that I did overcome my fear and actually did teach some children some basics, and I wasn't terrible at it. Couple like, of you know, but you know, some like, of them. Mo- there was this one kid died, that was so. like much. He seemed a lot older, and so he was really tall. And when he'd jump in, he was afraid, but he was like tall enough where if he jumped in, he could touch the bottom. But he'd want you to try to catch him, and he'd go like <laughs> this and come down, and like it was. It, that hurt. But other than that, like, yeah, I just remember the thing. I'm like, I came home and I'm like, how am I a swim instructor when I can barely swim? And I'm terrified of swimming. <laughs> like, I'm afraid of swimming. But I did it. I overcame it. So Have you guys had jobs, other other jobs like that? Where I've had jobs where I was not qualified <laughs> for the job. <laughs> I didn't know how to do the job. Yeah. And I would sit there. I One of my first jobs... It was after, like, it was like my first job out of college. It was an engineering job. And I was working at this company, and I didn't understand what they were doing. I didn't, it was environmental engineering, and I didn't know anything about, like, toxic waste <laughs> dumps. And I would, I had this office, and I would sit in there, and I would just spend the day <laughs> trying to figure out what out. to do. <laughs> yes. And I would yeah. try to ask my manager, like, hey, so... What am I supposed to do? Like, what What do you want me to be doing? <laughs> what, what do you say it is I you was do there here? for like a year and I didn't know what my <laughs> job was. And like looking back now, I realized that the guy who hired me did a really horrible job betting. of managing me. Not even, no, not betting me. Because like oh, you at one yeah, point I fun. found a project. I found a project and was like, oh, I get this. I can help. I can do this. Da, 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 da. But for most of the time I was there, I was just, I didn't know what to do. And I was embarrassed to ask because I was like, oh, they're going to fire me if they realize I don't know what I'm doing. But I literally <laughs> would get to work and sit in that office. And I didn't have, I don't, I don't know if it was, it was like early internet, if it was internet. So I couldn't like be on the internet or go on Facebook. I would just sit there and like wait. And watch the clock <laughs> and wait for time to go by but until it was early enough to or late enough to like be like bye i'll see you tomorrow and i never did anything at that job i was so there funny. And, and no one seemed to care it was so weird was yeah so like weird. no one's asking yeah. like it's, it's, like, the, like, it's like, like the office yeah. it's like an office episode it's like you're just or seinfeld like, the like, penske like, files <laughs> wasn't it the penske files yeah. did you know that mason worked <laughs> yes. here He's worked here for a year. <laughs> for a year. What does he do? <laughs> I don't know. When Sarah worked for the city of Danville, she hired me to be Santa Claus at their Santa uh, festival. And um, I um, I felt unqualified, honestly. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I, don't, I, I don't even know how to get in character. I think Santa uh, like got sick or something, nepotism. right? Something Santa got happened sick. Santa, Santa didn't got show sick. up. Well, I had a there was in. a problem. So I put on the full Santa outfit, and um, it was weird. Once I put on that outfit, it was like this magical transformation happened. I became oh, you just Santa, <laughs> and like me and the kids, cool. like every kid that like came by, like we just had this like this like 
like I knew what they wanted. I, I knew what to tell them. We just it was an awesome experience. So I felt unqualified, but I you know I, I, I rose to the occasion. You overcame it. I overcame it. Oh. Did oh, you no, actually get paid friend, for friend, it? Friend, friend, friend rate. Friend rate. <laughs> Free. Yeah, because I. I I've done say I've done saying, but it was times. but I was representing the city of Danville. So this is like you know I'm not just like Johnny. Co- I'm the real Santa. Yeah, the real Danville. deal. This is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I still <laughs> talk about you. I did. I worked for right my first job out of college. That was like my official job. I went to a temp agency. Like I just was like I need to get something for summer, and they put me. I was I thought it was big time. I was in the Embarcadero in San Francisco. So I was like, this is so exciting. Like. I mean, I get to get dressed up, go in, worse, worse job. But I was at an insurance agency and I was just like the front phone person who picked up the phones. Um, but they didn't really tell me like what my role was. Like, I, it seems easy, right? Like you just transfer. But what ended up happening is I was the first point outside of the elevators behind bulletproof glass, which should have been like an inclination in how the customer service was at this company. And I'm like, okay. And people would call all day angry about their claims that hadn't been processed or were waiting for information from like accidents, whatever. Every time I would transfer them to an agent, which they didn't really explain, like I'm doing like trunk lines. um, The agent would just, it would go to voicemail. So what ended up happening is I would just talk to people. I didn't even know like what had gone wrong. And I just be like, man, I know it's tough right now. Like, you know, and it, it's, it's terrible that they didn't, they're not answering. And I know you're going through a lot. And like so much so that they ended up calling, like somebody called and then they were like, people love you and we want to hire you as an insurance agent. And I was like, well, God no, bless thank you. you. <laughs> but like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do at all. I just answered the phone and be like, man, I know it's messed up. They're not yes. answering uh, and today's yeah. tough. And I would just like talk people like down and that's it. Like, right. But well, well, there's so much to what you just said because I, none of us have worked call centers, and I think that's probably got to be like the worst job ever. Do cold calls or whatever. Um, yeah. But the thing, the thing great, I hate more than anything when you talk to someone, if you're even able to get to a human being, where they are like just obstructionist, right? Where they're like, yeah, I know just, you have a problem, and that's not our policy. And so what you did, which is just the most simple thing, is to say, like, I understand why you're frustrated, but I don't have the ability to help you. And that makes the human, it humanizes that whole moment. Whereas most people you talk to are like, I'm sorry, sir, we can't do that. And they treat you like you're like a crazy person for asking them to be reasonable. That's so and then true. My, my most favorite line of all is, when you talk to these people and they basically just don't even acknowledge that your request is rational, they're just like, no, that's not how it works. Then they, they always have to end the call with, is there anything else I can help you with? (laughs) Which is like, no, you didn't help me. And I'm not going to let you think you helped me. Yeah. This is not okay. And all I ever want people to do is like, say what you just said which is like i get it it's fucking stupid but i can't do it and that's the rule there, there, and i get that i i understand bureaucracy but when there's like a human being and they're trying to tell me that their irrational bureaucracy is like logical and and is the rule and i'm like 
hold on. All I'm asking is for you to be like, I get what you're saying, but that's not that's not going to happen. Ugh, yeah, I I had that like a, kind of a side note, but we had that recently. We went to a Airbnb. It wasn't Airbnb, but we went to a rental. And while we were at this rental up in the mountains, there was a gas leak um, with the propane tank. Enough so that we could smell it. We had to evacuate. I had to call the fire department. Fire department has to come out, shut off all the gas, no hot water, no access to anything. They're like, you had a major gas leak. So we're in this <laughs> rental and we call the company and you just want someone to be like, it's okay. And the one lady right. was very argumentative. And I said, you know, we should get a full refund. And she goes, well, when we get all of the information, we'll discuss it. And I was like, well, who is we? And she said, it's not me. And then she said, well, it might be me. Well, I might be helping. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it, it just like she couldn't confirm that they would give the right. money back, which obviously, I mean, you can't stay in a place with no hot water and all this. Stuff. But it's just the funniest. Like, so, like I, I was just like, so we is, is you. And so why can't you tell me if we're going to get our money back? And it was just so infuriating that when like, it's just like when someone's doing customer service and just can't be just like respectful, like she was just trying to give me the runaround and playing real hard. And I'm like, there's nothing to play hard about. Like, I'm just asking, can we get some money back, lady? So, uh, anyways. Recent yeah. frustration. Well, and d don't you think that that is, don't you think, it, and really it probably goes to like a lot of jobs now and, you know, obviously technology and stuff like that improves lots of stuff. But I think all these systems and like, you know, you're going mm. by the book. Whereas I think maybe even when like when we were starting out, yeah, they had some guidance, right. but it really wasn't quite as structured or like they weren't monitoring you as close as they can now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with, you know, because I can even see like, um, so like my daughter is um, doing online order picking for a grocery store. And so like there's like clear metrics. They know exactly how much she's scanning, you know, per you know, per hour, you know, and how many, how much of the orders and like the, the route she's taking through the grocery store. And I think, you know, whether it's like call center, you know what I mean? It's like, they're so, they they're can watch you and evaluate every moment. And are you, you know, are you exactly not, yeah. following procedure? And there's not even that room to have that personal, like, like you talked about Mace, like to be able to be like a normal person and to empathize, you know, it's like, no, if you do, if you don't say these things and you don't have that's a, good, yeah, that's a good point yeah they're trying to automate humans they're trying to because these, yeah. these jobs are, are eventually going to go to robots right let's let's be frank about it like you know a, a, a lot of these jobs and so they're already trying to just turn us turn these you know employees into these robots just follow follow these you know guidelines don't don't deviate ever I know, I know Justin's not here, but it, it's a sentiment that he often expresses that I agree with that is that like, if we're not intentional, that the whole world is like, everything's going to become automated and we, all of us will just deal with robots and the only people who will actually get customer service as a concierge are rich people, right? The rich will be able to have someone say like, what are you looking for? Can I help you find it? Or pick up the phone and say like, oh yes, let me remove that fee from your, you know, whatever. Or, and that we're just being trained every time 
you know what? I respect him. Every time he's directed by a human to use an automated terminal, whether it's at the airport to check in his bag or at a grocery store to like, you know, or at a fast food restaurant to, to place his order, he's, he is like, are you sure you want me to use this replacement for you rather than yeah, deal with you and justify <laughs> your job? Right. And, and I think he's fighting a losing battle yeah. and I think he knows that, but um, <laughs> it is, it is a, just a, this ember that's going out, which is that yeah. when once upon a time, when we all got customer service and we're talking about customer service jobs and I, and, and I actually wanted to bring up a, a, the, the new kind of reality of gig economy yeah. um, and, and, and about how that fits into jobs. Cause I actually, so part of the reason I, I, I thought about this was I, you know, my son's 16 and doesn't want a job. And then, but some friends of mine, their teenagers are getting their first jobs. And I found out one of my friends, he's uh, doing DoorDash deliveries and he's 16. And I, I think you have to be 18 to do DoorDash, but he like has a friend and they share an account and he, he figured out, and it seems like a great job for kids because he figured out how to game the system that like you, if you pick, if you only take certain restaurants, you know, the bill's going to be like over a hundred bucks. So you're going to get at least, you know, like a $10 tip and plus the delivery fee. So, you know, he's kind of gamed it where he can work one hour or 10 hours, whatever he wants and work whenever he wants. And then he can also be very selective about the, the jobs he takes. So he's able to do it because he doesn't need to work all the time and can optimize it for, for himself. But then nice. at the same time, those companies are preying on people who are wanting that flexibility and then just sort of shitting on them with like these minuscule $16 bonus checks to pick people up <laughs> at the airport. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know how I feel about it. I think that I, I love the concept of a gig economy when you're paying people for the skills and time and talent they offer. But I, I feel like everything else these days, it's been optimized to shit so that most of the margins go to the management and ownership and not to the people doing the work. So. Well, great. That's a great point, Max. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Uh, yeah. What, so what, one of the... Uh, uh, other, you mentioned um, you were talking about automation stuff, and I had just um, I heard something about uh, it's kind of sports related, but about like uh, umpires and and referees, and um, and so like referee was a, a, was a job I mm. had for mm. very short time because I figured out I didn't like it, and I know that's like a popular one too for for kids. Like I just had my son's baseball game tonight, and it's like there's a probably 16 17 year old kid behind the plate um you know and like he's got to deal with you know fuckheads like me and <laughs> the rest of the parents who you know are you know complaining about you right. know a shitty call here or there um you know and it just is like <laughs> yeah i mean and that's the thing too yeah because eventually yeah right like we'll, we'll have a robot that can you know say strike, ball, right. strike ball. a ball safe and out you know Right, and it just is like that's a, that's another one of those things where 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 yeah these are things that would go by the wayside, and I assume like some of that too like 
it seems like a you know i only did it for a short time um but but it seems like that's probably something that trains you pretty good for life experiences of how to deal with people how to handle incredibly stressful situations um you know what i mean i feel i feel like that would probably give you some real some real good insight good training the person who does the job and the person who is like affected by the job because what's interesting about umpires is that they they have a set of rules they work by right they have a strike zone but there's also the human element that that can sway it and that's kind of life right like life's not always fair and sometimes people make the wrong call and you sort of have to have the maturity and 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 uh sense of self to deal with it and i and i think there are that's one of the reasons i think sports is just important whether you're good at sports or not it's one of those lessons you learn is that you like sometimes even though you were safe you're still out and you have to you have to hold your head up and go back to your dugout to deal with it well it's funny so i my this was a few weeks ago my my son had made the last out of the game and there was like the winning run was on second and it was a strikeout on which it, it was not a great right. strike call but it, but he and he he watched it and i was and and so we had this whole conversation i said you you have to remember that he's a human. This is probably right. a sixteen year old kid. He's this is the second right. game he's worked today. He probably wants to get home, you know, talk to his girlfriend, yep. go get something to eat. Like and he doesn't want to send this game into extra innings. So so yeah, he wants right. to That's get tough. the hell out of there. Yeah. It is. But it's also, you know, I mean, if 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 only those were the worst villains in our lives, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The guy who wanted to yeah. see his girlfriend after the <laughs> baseball game. Well, but, but, and you talk about like, but how irate that can make a set of, you know, Looney yeah. Tunes parents, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, like some, you know, some poor kid like that, you know, and it, you know, that's probably one of the scourge of modern society is like how parents treat these, you know, poor referees who are, you know, doing, oh, no these jobs for they, they, they like just no got money off their at all hardly Uber shift where everyone's yelling at them and they go right to the game and start yelling at the referee <laughs> right. someone called their kid out and they're like god damn it Fuck. <laughs> oh it's man it's like kids sports when parents get crazy at kids sports games it's one of the most uncomfortable experiences for me to like be at like i don't like it's really uncomfortable like i don't i have a really hard time like it just takes away i it happens no matter what i mean i've seen it but it's just like so awkward like i'm like i don't know how to like handle this like level of emotion that parents are displaying right now over this game it's just there's no winner in that game there because like if the parent gets their way then the kid's embarrassed the parent doesn't get their way the kid's embarrassed and the whole yeah it's yeah it's It's, just uncomfortable it is but it's a life lesson. It is. It, it is. Just like you know. just like bad jobs. It brings up right. one another bad job <laughs> of mine. I only had to do this a couple of times. It wasn't ongoing, but we had um, youth sports, and we would do like a what they called like a cubbies league. So it was like three, four, five year olds. I think four, five, six. I don't know. And I would have to sometimes dress mm. up as the bear that would make an appearance out at the field. <laughs> so you put on like. 
Um, you, you were a mascot, mascot? but wow. it was for like a kid's oh, it's for a shit. kid's I sports league this, i only did it like a few times it was like a stand-in and you go out there and you're like hey and oh, they'd be like cubbies man. out here it was rough i mean it's hot it's like summertime oh. there's kids pulling at you they're tiny like you can't see them I, it was it's the suit smells it's never been washed oh. i'm sure i'm not, sure it's never been that's, washed that's not safe that's not safe yeah, so I was cubby a few well, times. Well, that th- did you guys? I'm, I'm sure Sarah probably did, but Mason, Joe, did you guys ever babysit? Uh, that probably, that's yeah, a, that's I mean, another a couple a couple times, those. but you know, I, I, I don't have any stories about it. I was the worst babysitter, so I had a. There was a family down the street, only family that ever hired me to babysit, and they had two kids, and they had a really cool house. They had a pool table and they had like computers with games on it. So I would go babysit and then I would I would be like, what do you guys want to do? I'm going to go play pool and I'm going to go play on your computer. <laughs> and I just need you to leave me alone. <laughs> so do whatever you want as long as you don't talk to me because I'm going to go play computer games and pool. Do <laughs> not me. fucking talk to me. That was the worst babysitter. Mason. I would be like, you want to smoke cigarettes? Sure, go do it. I don't care. Just. Stay out because I play computer games. <laughs> and they would hire me again and again. And they paid me like, it was like, I feel like it was like 10 or 20 bucks an hour. Whoa. I don't remember. But it was a lot of money. Yeah, and money would get home and 60 Whoa. bucks or something. I was like, yeah. 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 It was, yeah. I babysat and, a lot. Oof. A lot. I had flyers. Yeah, I, was I figured you probably doing did, a, and yeah. I, I Some of them you'd make good. Like there was one on my friend Sunny Street. And that family would pay you like $80 for an evening, Whoa. which was like a lot of money. But I, I do remember what, one time I was babysitting. This is one of the scarier experiences that happened to me. And I had like a six-year-old and maybe like a two or three-year-old, definitely younger, where they can walk outside. And the parents had left the garage open. We were going to go ride bikes or something. And um, I went to use the bathroom. And it had one of those little locks that like just, it's a slider door. And the lock just kind of goes down like this. And I got locked oh, yeah, in the yeah. bathroom. The lock wouldn't work. And so oh, no. it's like five minutes after the parents leave. I don't know. And I go to the bathroom and like I could hear the kids are in the living room. But I know that the garage door to like go outside is open and the door outside is open. Like they can unlock, go out. And so I'm going, hey, guys, just if you guys want to come to the door. And they're like over in there and I'm fumbling through like all their stuff. I was in there for like 15 minutes and I think I had to find something under like in the drawers or the counter to get the little slot, like the um, lock undone. Like the parents come home. How was it? Oh, great. Oh, so, never mind that I locked myself in the bathroom for 15 minutes. I feel like you yeah. were probably really good. I think I was. Yeah. I mean, I think I was pretty good. I mean, there was times when I definitely feel like I was maybe too young to babysit. Like one time after the kids went to bed, I had no, there was no window covers. And I just felt like someone was watching me and my mind started to like run with it. And I ended up spending the whole evening upstairs, like in the bathroom or in the hallway, like reading a book because <laughs> I was too scared because <laughs> I thought someone was going to break in and God. kill us all. And they're like, how the was it? It was great. Though. Yeah, everything was great. He, he <laughs> didn't make mischief and the kids went to bed. <laughs> but I mean, otherwise, I was pretty good. <laughs> so I used to, I used to, I don't know. Joe and Mace probably remember. So I lived just down the street from uh, the head oh, yeah. coach of the St. Mary's oh, yeah. basketball team, and so I used to babysit his kids. Um, so he had he had three kids, and so 
I mean, that was always fun because they had a super nice house and they had all this uh, basketball memorabilia. Um, and they like love sports, so I could just you know play basketball and and whatever with them. And then he would like give me tickets to games all the time. Um, and so it was like that's cool. Yeah, it, that was one of the the e the the easier but but yeah I, otherwise i would think i was too scared of like little little kids to like babysit because i would just was like scared the shit out of me till i was there myself. <laughs> what were you scared of yeah i just like little like little kids i just didn't know are? like how do you like yeah and like how mm. to handle them and like and they would cry. Like now, it seems silly. Makes sense, like, sure. Yeah. You just you know, leave when you're kitty litter for them. High school kids, and you <laughs> go away for a couple of days. It's fine. Eat some food. <laughs> yeah, teach, teaches them a lesson. Right. They, they, yeah. they know. They know. <laughs> Babies are usually the easiest because you just so you do sit we have... and relax. You know. Yeah. Just throw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In right. Sight. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. You're fucking kids who want to be entertained and. Uh, or, fun. or it's like the oh, like the the yeah. age where they're always hungry and they need you to cook them something constantly. Yes. yes. I had a kid that threw that played at me and said, <laughs> "Cut my crust off" or something like he was Ooh. like really mean about it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like he didn't like I didn't know he didn't want crust, and he wasn't like, "Oh, can, I don't like the crust." He like chucked the plate at me. I was like, "Okay." I think I think I was like that when I was the babysitter. I was like, "Hold on, let me get my pizza." I was an asshole babysitter. Like, I'm gonna get my pizza first, and then you guys. And can then later, we'll deal get with yours. whatever's left. Oh, I oh, eat, then you eat. Bad baby. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not a good babysitter? So, so do we have some consensus generally on what's what's I mean, Best I feel worst. like any any job where you feel a little bit more empowered is a good job. You know, as a kid, um, I don't know. Waterworld didn't. Waterworld wasn't it, right? You didn't feel empowered there. Is am I am I correct, Matt? No, I mean, I think fringe benefits sure, probably sure. plays a big role. You know, in like what makes it good. You know, some of those. You know, whether it's like a lot. Cash, a lot of times, and a lot of times, I mean? it's like meeting, having, it's meeting the, you know, meeting people. And that, that's a that's a big perk. And Waterworld sounded like a great yeah. place to like mingle, and you know, there's a lot of like uh, dating, right? People were dating a lot. Uh, For some, is that Sarah? I, yeah, I wasn't in that? that category, but yes, it's true. It is like I'm a, sure it was it happening is like For a, some movie, I think I I, 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 think I went out know. with somebody. Okay. That, yeah. All right. So there's a perk. There's a perk. I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, for, yeah. Me, for me, I think the best like best yeah. like first job for me was was restaurant job. But you know, me too. Was, yeah, yeah. and I would really steer the, people that way. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would too. I mean, yeah. but it's not for everyone. You know, I, I mean, I know a lot of people that um, really weren't suited for that job. They just couldn't handle it. Whether it's right. just, you know, and, and you could date at a figures. restaurant too. They're not here right now. Real, you find it out really show, quickly, but they're too. not on the show right now. Yeah. But you know, not everyone's suited out suited for the restaurant industry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And and actually, he spent the most time in the restaurant. He, he like did. He did. went work in fine dining. I wish. I really wish. This is the one episode. Like I wish because because he, he's had some really funny stories uh, working in right. restaurants, fight, fighting with his boss, just the arguments he would have, and about it, the it, shine it, on a wine glass <laughs> or something. <laughs> Ridiculousness. Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, yeah r- restaurant restaurant jobs for me, and then you know, oh. one of my favorite. Jo- yeah, yeah. I, I never said my best, but I will. I'm. You know what it actually was is I would help out at events and do like face painting or crafts with kids. And that was really, it was like I was playing with the kids and I did that a lot, like just sort of like independently with like an independent, like um, this lady ran a business that would call me out for private parties when I was like 17 and I'd like face paint and like do crafts. It was fun. Like, I was like, this is great. Like, hang out, just do like, eat the you're, food, you're, eat cake with the kids. And like, God, you're like a clown. So, working like with clown, kids girl. actually, I think, is probably one of the most challenging things. But I had some really good experience. <laughs> a clown? You should have been a clown. That's, you know, I wanted Sarah, to be like a fairy yeah. princess for a while. I thought I'd do that. I, I think you hit on an important point, though, Sarah, which is that like, the best job is the job that sort of it feels like something you like doing exactly right so like yes. joey and i are both fucking like we love checking shit off and getting shit done and so i think for us like the restaurant work was this unending checklist that you could just be like done 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 yeah. done i did it i did it i did it and it would just keep throwing stuff at you that you could check off right and yeah. and, and that was what was so satisfying for me because I, I had control of it. I could I could ramp it up or ramp it down by if you if you because because that's it, it was this unending like stream of people. And I, I think that and, and this is something that I have talked to my own son about as he's because he kind of wants a job. And I'm like, you have to think about like yourself and it forces you to say, like, what do I like and what drives me? Because the things that you find satisfying are not the same as everyone else. And it's a very important point um, to take into account when you're choosing a like work or field or whatever to go into. I heard this, I saw a Twitter post the other day that I thought was hilarious. And I said, the two worst feelings in the world are not having a job and having a job so true <laughs> so true. they're both, yeah. they're both they're just both. like trapped yeah they're both trapped either way and so yeah. the only way out is to find a job that oh. you can get some joy or satisfaction out of and that's it yeah that's, it's true there has to be yeah. some moments that feel you're feeling joy right yeah. right or 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 satisfaction. Sati- yeah, like, there you go. Just some form I'm of satisfaction. I'm working and I'm doing something, and that satisfies me because that's that's most of life. Like you, we celebrate we celebrate the yeah. moments of accomplishment and promotion, and right. where you go on to do something great, and we support each other in those the sad moments when we quit or we get fired or whatever. But but most of it is just grinding. Yeah. And so, you know, like, I don't know. I, I think some people, the grind can be satisfying if it's really busy. And then for other people, this, the grind can be satisfying if it's slow and, and sort of like paced. Yeah, so it's a, for sure. It's a, it's a weird yeah. one. Yeah. That, that, no, yeah. I, think, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, that's probably, when, when I think about it too, yeah, it's that, that's probably why like record store you know what i mean like i think I'm i would hate a record store i do i would be so bored 
fuck right, are we right. doing? But, but to me, yeah. Yeah, it's like all over the place right. and it's loosey goosey and it's like, you know, that fits more of who I am. So I think that is, um, yeah, I think you're right. That, that's probably great advice too for, you know, for, for people that would be looking for their, for an early job. Yeah. It's like, you know, no, try and know yeah. who you are a little bit. Like, don't, don't lie to yourself at the end of the day. Cause that's gonna, you know, it's gonna, put and you if you don't jobs, like it, probably, quit. You know, yeah. Oh, I man, like yeah. really wish I could have understood don't that. Feel like, bad. I really wish don't I feel bad. Don't feel bad. Me I, too. I, I love one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes ever is in Half Baked when uh, when uh, he quits that job. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. you. You're fuck cool. You. I'm You're out. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck you. The life lesson. It is. It, it is. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to yeah. stick yeah. around yes. if you don't want to. Just fucking. Yeah, leave. but get that um, out of the way early. Right. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah. if you're if you're that guy when you're yeah. far into your career, then it suddenly becomes limiting. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you're sort of you, you, you right. don't have as many options. But I, I do think that like the, the liberty that I think kids don't realize is that they they have a kind of a, you know, a card that they can play, which is I'm young and dumb and they can. They can. They can try things and fail, and it's okay. Um, our our tolerance for failure, unfortunately, as adults, gets like less and less as we get older. But um, I think that kids kids can and should try things and then say, really, I really don't like it. fail in it, or say I really don't like this and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, right? I, I I wish someone would have told yeah. me that when I was a kid because I was like. I never wanted to quit anything and I would just stay with things I didn't like or enjoy I would because do I was too. Like, I'm not a quitter. Yeah. Right. I got to stay and, and in this. The, yes. That was like the only lesson you ever got is like, don't yeah. be a quitter. Or don't <laughs> give up. And like, there's something powerful in saying, I know myself and this is not for me. Yes, absolutely. It, it, I think, it, I, think I think that is Mace. I think that is something in our, like our, our collective generation is we're, we're not, we don't, we didn't quit, but I feel like it's changed a lot. I think, I feel like younger kids are less likely to be loyal or stick around well, than we were. Yes. I don't know. You're I, right. I, that may be a, that might be a um, hot take, but that's what I think. You're totally right. And I have the yeah. exact same opposite conversation with my son where I'm like, he wants, he doesn't want to do anything that's hard work. Right. Right. Because he's kind of like, that's, sense. that's, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do it. And <laughs> I'm like, you, life is hard work. You have to find the hard work you enjoy or get satisfaction out of so that, or, or, or figure out how to get satisfaction out of working. Because again, 99% of our lives are just doing the work. And if you, if you can't get satisfaction out of that, you're waiting for the day when it all comes together, then you're going to be miserable. Sorry. Well, and, and here's going to be part of the problem is because of how people are throwing themselves at trying to get employees right now, like you go everywhere and it's help wanted, you know, the, the, the power dynamic That's is more right. on these kids right now. You know what I mean? Like they have way more power than yeah. they probably have That's ever right. had. <laughs> so oh. like, yeah, I mean, for sure they can be like, right. I went to this place. I don't. You know, I, th there's a bunch of jobs that will give me a 
thousand dollar signing bonus. I'm going to the water yeah. world. I went to I went to uh, I went to the <laughs> still hold that against you, even if I made it up. Oh man, <laughs> I took I took the I took my kids to the uh, like it was a community pool and. They're limiting the amount of people that can come in and out because they just can't find enough lifeguards. And I'm like, life, lifeguards? That's like the best job ever. Who doesn't want to be a, you have a hard time finding lifeguards? I don't Joey, understand. You have to sit in a chair for like four hours. It's not a fun job. It's not <laughs> a good not. job. I guess not. not. But yeah. it sounds cool because like it sounds wonder cool. years, it was like the cool yeah. thing. Like it job. Was, yeah. <laughs> I guess it isn't. Well, they they and they, at the theme park here in Kansas City, they're they're closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays for like the next four weeks because they so, don't have enough wow. people to work on weekdays. I can't believe there's like a human resource problem, but I, I mean, it makes it makes sense with all the dynamics going on. Yeah, I kind of love it. I sense. think the kids should form like yeah. a union and and yes, demand higher wages. Great idea, dude. <laughs> I love it. A kid union. I love that. The Teensters. The teensters. Oh my god, there dude. it is. Yes, no, Kurt. That's a, a Kurt. brilliant. That was brilliant. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, remember, it's, uh, it's recorded. I, well, I can Sarah, give me some you, credit. You're, you're assuming your files will get uploaded, but yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big, big assumption. Sarah, I have a, I have a question. Yeah. Sarah, do you, can, story. To this day, can you, can you walk into a Banana Republic or, or is, is, is you, do you not even go in there anymore? I've overcome. I'm on a list. They, yeah, they have a big I, picture I don't, of it. I don't this go lady there. never yeah, showed up. Do not sign. let her in. Don't go there, the, whole, yeah. the entire Gap group won't allow me yeah. in. So I've been banned from all. She's not even allowed an no, Old Navy. Not even Old Navy. So mess me up for life, kids. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. I can't do any of the companies. None of them. So, <laughs> it's been challenging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, does. it does. Comes back to haunt Remember you. That. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably a good I rap, so. boys and girls. It's it's like the one place where yeah. I'm okay with not having like a firm. Decision. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. do think it's a very unique thing. I agree. Yeah, but but I think I think yeah we've generally establish some of the of course yeah that's for why sure. I said you're welcome in the beginning we, we've shared some of those <laughs> yeah yeah you're welcome you're welcome, you're welcome it's our gift right. to you yes <laughs> and with that we play our all music. right kids I have to along with this. cross your fingers that it all works this way music Oh, I thought it was really plain. I was like, what? You guys, like, I was like, there it is. <laughs> there goes my yeah. camera. All right, I'm going to stop the camera and you guys did enough music. So, okay. I fucking don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>